Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Welcome back, everyone, uh, to yet another fantastic uh, interview here on the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus interview series. Today, I am talking with, actually, I've got an entire band on the phone. So this is the first. Um, this is March to May, uh, Darren Gaez and Beth Weshi. Uh They first met in uh, 2012, and by March of 2013, uh, this folk indie Americana duo had co-written their first two songs by April, uh, had their first paid gig under their belts, and then by May, well, there you are. That's how the name comes about. Okay, they chose booked uh, several months uh, going down the road from there. Uh, but before settling in Seattle, Washington, where uh, the act is now based, both Darren and Beth had traversed the Western Hemisphere separately. Darren migrated from uh, northern Appalachians uh, to his birth state of Montana before heading on a South American adventure across the Andes mountain range, eventually falling in love with Seattle and the Pacific Northwest. The daughter of a U.S. Foreign Service officer, Beth, also spent time in the Andes as well as a host of uh, states on both coasts before moving to Seattle just blocks from where her beloved Celtic Celtic harp had been created years before. The duo has strong comparisons to acts like the Civil Wars, Damien Rice, the Swell Season, Robert Plant, Allison Krauss. The Water's Edge is their debut uh, record uh, from uh, March to May, and it came out on April 25th of this year, 2015, and it features uh, the number one Y'all Wire video single, Embers. For more information, you can visit marchtomay.com. Welcome, Darren and Beth. Thanks so much for having us on the air. (laughs) Okay. All right. So um, there was a little in the introduction, talked a little bit about uh, you guys coming together back in December of uh, 2012. Can you, uh, um, I guess, uh, uh, Beth, why don't we start with you and why don't you kind of give your perspective on how you guys got together and Darren, you can kind of jump in with her. Sure. Um, So how we met is kind of an interesting story because neither of us were looking for musical partners at the time. Um, I was moving to Seattle from Washington, D.C., and I was actually looking for a place to live. And I ended up moving in to the same house that Darren was living in as his housemate. And it's pretty funny because he had said in his Craigslist posting that he was one of the housemates and he played music, blah, blah, blah. And I remember having this thought of like, oh, gosh, I play music too. I don't want to say anything because it's either going to be really weird or I'm going to have to join the band. Both of these options sounded uh, so nothing <laughs> It wasn't until a couple of weeks later that um, we ended up playing some music together and it actually worked really, really well and was really inspiring. So it changed, it helped me change my mind. Cool. So so you started working together after you were living together and uh, then it just sort of flowed from there. So what, what is your take on it, Darren? How did, it, how did uh, uh, Beth seem when you first met her? Um, well, she, you know, she definitely seemed like a very... Uh, um, kind and wonderful person, and um, 
you know, it was uh, definitely the right choice, to, you know, to have her move into the house. And it was, you know, uh, unanimous by by the by all of us, three of us. And so we had her come in. And then um, a few weeks later, we all went out to the Washington coast with some other friends. And so we're, we're having a bonfire around the, on the beach out there. This was like late December. And uh, I was just playing my guitar, singing some songs, and she started harmonizing on one of my songs. And that was like the first little, you know, spark that there was something really, really uh, pretty amazing there. Um, you guys uh, are uh, have worked uh, with other musicians, obviously, throughout your years. Um, the, the the sort of thing that kind of drew, drew you guys together, was it more um, like the, the friendship and camaraderie? Did it like you guys kind of hitting it off as people first? Or was it, do you think it was primarily, no, just the music just kind of came out of us and, and, and that's what drew you guys together? Either one of you, jump in. Honestly, I think it was a combination of both. Um, I definitely, I mean, we definitely had a very strong friendship from the get-go. And I think something that's really struck both of us as odd is that neither of us have ever worked so well with anybody else musically. Okay. Um, the is feels seamless, and it just feels like we have a really, really strong partnership on that front as well, which is really a, a blessing to, to work with somebody so well and also really enjoy spending time with them. Well, yeah, because you, you, you're working long hours together, and of course, you know, if you have, uh, you know, a good friendship, uh, definitely <laughs> makes it a lot easier for sure. Um, now, let's talk about your set, your lives a little bit separately before you guys got together, because uh, Darren, you have a very sort of interesting background. Um, you were sort of like wandering around uh, for a long time. Were you just trying to find yourself? Were you writing music? What, what were you doing? Um, you know, kind of. Kind of both. Um, like I was definitely, I just left a relationship when I went down in South America, and um, just kind of needed, you know, just to kind of go out and explore the world a little, a little bit more. Um, I had gone in some other, you know, kind of around the world adventures um, even prior to that, and uh, and since then as well. But that that one seems a bit a bit uh, more on the epic side. You know, I was gone for, or I was planning to be gone for um, up to a year with an open-ended ticket, and uh, pretty much all I knew was I was going to um, fly into Chile and. Well, I had a few late, a year later, and that's uh, that's about it. So, um, a lot of it was just kind of exploring, and a lot of hiking and backpacking, and um, I, I also have a background in photography, so I was doing a bit of that. And uh, you know, then then when I came back, um, I actually got a got this job photographing doctors, and I traveled around the U.S. for another year after that. So, by the time the two years were up, I was ready to kind of settle down again. Very much. Oh. <laughs> well, um, so did now. How did this experience? Uh, you went to the Andes. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you visited, you saw your share like the the sort of uh, these like epic places uh, down there that a lot of people talk about how that can really open them up spiritually. I mean, were you on a sort of spiritual sort of quest, or did it work out that way? You know, I think I think I wanted being a part of it. Um, you know, because there's definitely some amazing, you know, amazingly beautiful places down there that are really, um, really kind of awe-inspiring. It's also where, where I first started to teach myself guitar. Um, I was on this little little small farm um, in southern Chile and uh, borrowed the guitar from the uh, owner and just started kind of um, playing around and starting, you know, basically to write my first songs there. And uh, so by the time I came back from that trip, um, I had a couple, you know, a couple songs um, written. Oh, so you, this is where you learned music. Um, it's where I learned guitar. Actually, I grew up playing classical piano. Oh, okay. Yep. 
Oh, okay, okay. So this is where you. Okay, so all right, all right. Because I'm okay. That that's. Uh, I didn't realize that. So, um, so this is what kind of brought you into then this sort of like idea of songwriting and everything was this experience that you had where you learned the guitar and everything, correct? Yeah, it definitely it took it to the whole next level. Actually, I I played in a band a while ago um, when I was playing piano, um, and it just uh, just didn't work, and I stopped playing piano altogether and stopped music for a couple of years until until this trip, and then I started really moving forward with uh, with learning guitar, which you know inspired a whole different type of songwriting, which I much prefer. Okay, uh, Beth, I wanted to ask you um, talk tell us about the Celtic harp. What is that? Explain that to us. Absolutely. So most people are probably familiar with the kind of harp that you see in an orchestra, the really tall one. And a Celtic harp is very much like that, but it's a little bit smaller. Um, instead of being taller than a person, it's about shoulder height. For for me, I'm 5'8", so not extraordinarily tall. Um, and the difference between an orchestral harp and the Celtic harp is actually in the tuning and the number of strings. So it has a few less strings, and the tuning happens through levers instead of pedals, um, like a pedal harp um, that you see in an orchestra. And they're, they're also called folk harps. And I was really drawn to the sound when I was a teenager. I had been a competitive gymnast for a long time and hadn't, um, hadn't been able to continue with that after having a string of injuries. And when I left gymnastics, all of a sudden I had all this time and I'd always been really drawn to music and very, very musical as a kid. And so I started playing the harp and never really looked back. Uh, well, you did leave music behind for a little while. So I, tell me about tell me about that. How did, what, what precipitated that? Was it just a move from one side of the country to the other or was there other reasons? Um, it was mostly the move, to be honest. Um, I was still singing while I had left my heart behind, but okay. this, I was in university and then shortly afterwards, and I was moving pretty regularly, and just with the heart, it, didn't, it, was, it would have been very, very difficult to move the harp with me every time I moved. Yeah. It's, well, right, right. So they, Darren has it a little. Darren has it a little easier with the guitar. I will. I will give him that. He does. He does. Every time we tour, I curse the fact that I don't play like the piccolo or something. <laughs> um, so, uh, in terms of music, now you guys are. This is a very original act in in with a, just with the instrumentation, obviously, and. Um, you know, it doesn't really sound like uh, what you typically just hear on the radio. Now, we talked a little bit about some artists <clears throat> your bio compares you to, but what, do you guys have influences? Or are there people you go like, wow, you know, that really kind of inspires me, and, you know, I'm thinking about that as I'm writing? Or Either one mm -hmm. of you, if you want to start. Yeah, definitely so. Uh, you, you know, I think it's funny. I think because I grew up playing classical piano, uh, one of my favorite artists actually has always been, um, or for a long time, has been Tori Amos. Uh, she's an amazing pianist, and um, I don't think that that really influences my guitar, um, but it definitely has been one of my strongest musical influences. Um, besides that, you know, there's a lot of other folks out there that I love. Um, I, I liked uh, Sarah McLachlan for a while. I, I mean, I still do. Um, you know, definitely like the Swell Season and the Civil Wars. Um, I really love, you know, that kind of rich vocal duo. So quite a, quite a bit, but I feel like when writing music, it's really our own creation. I don't think of any other musician when uh, when, when we're writing. Yeah, I don't think so. I'm not sure. I know that other musicians are definitely part of the sort of musical backdrop that helps us think about music the way that we do. Um, but I would actually say 
our songs are more directly inspired by books we've read and places we've been than by other artists specifically. A lot of life experience in there. Um, now, how do, how does writing happen together with you guys? Yeah, definitely so. You know, it, it's basically, it's like, I don't want to say it's formulaic at this point, but um, it, from the beginning and even now, you know, how it starts typically is with a, uh, like a chord progression on either guitar or harp. And then the other one kind of, you know, starts chiming in and playing and we, you know, start and kind of jamming a little bit. And then, you know, we add on, um, you know, some kind of vocal melody. And usually we just make up make up words initially, you know, as we're kind of singing the melody. And we almost create the whole structure of the song, you know, from verse to chorus with, with these melodic and harmonic, um, you know, um, vocal parts. And then finally the lyrics come last. Um, and, you know, we set the lyrics to the, the feeling of the song. Okay. Uh, you want to add anything to that, Beth? No, I think you've got it pretty well. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So you guys talked about, you mentioned briefly uh, touring and stuff. So are you guys touring? Where's, what, what's going on? Where can we go see you guys? We are. So we actually, we're, we've got a couple of shows in Seattle um, coming up in September. And to, actually today, we're playing at the Seattle Acoustic Festival. But... Afterwards, we are taking a little bit of a break for late September so that we can pursue another project, which we'll talk about a little bit. And then in October, we're going to be going on a tour on the East Coast. So, uh, so what? Okay, so you've caught my attention. What is this this other project you're pursuing? It it's kind of an interesting project. It grew out of a conversation that we had months ago with a choreographer about sending um, some choreography to some of our music. And has grown into a, a video project that we're actually going to be launching a Kickstarter to, to help fund soon. But it's going to be an incredible project with dance, and part of it's going to be filmed on a historic steamship going through the Puget Sound, a major waterway in Seattle, and um, with underwater filming as well. So it, it's actually gotten quite exciting. So uh, much of our September is going to be uh, spent filming this and, and working on that. Um, I just want to, okay, that sounds very, very cool. And speaking of video, and I, it, it, this reminded me of this, I just want to tell the audience, if you, you want to go to marchtomay.com and watch the video to Embers, uh, it's very beautifully shot video. Uh, can you guys t- tell me about uh, cho- this choosing the site uh, of Orca Island and uh, talk a little bit about the, the shoot and how that all happened? Uh, why don't you start, Darren? Yeah, for the, for the video Embers, um, the song itself was, you know, actually pretty much our first song that we wrote, that we co-wrote together. And we went on the songwriting retreat literally about three months after we met each other. And we went up to Orcas Island and stayed in this beautiful little cabin up there on the water. And, you know, and that actually, and we actually got two songs out of that retreat, one of those was Embers. So it made a lot of sense for us to go back to the islands, um, which, you know, has since become one of our most favorite places, period, <laughs> to go and uh, we've been up there multiple times songwriting again. And so it just made a lot of sense to, uh, to go up there and film the video. Um, the song was inspired from, from that landscape. And, uh, you know, it's a really beautiful place. It seemed very fitting. And it was, it was a funny story because we ended up shooting the video over two days in mid-December and had no idea whether we were going to have good weather or be able to shoot at all. So it was really this leap of faith for us. It was our very first music video. Um, but the weather held, and it, it just seemed like everything kind of happened as it needed to. 
Well, it's it's gorgeous. It's absolutely beautiful, and it's it fits perfectly uh, with the song. You couldn't have picked the. I don't think you could have picked anything a better location for shooting that. Um, but you 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 mentioned something that I that I would like to talk about. You said a songwriting retreat. Was this uh, uh, was this like an organized thing, or was this just the two of you getting a cabin? Like, what is a songwriting retreat? Absolutely. So, yeah, um, it's it, it was definitely something that we you know decided to do with intention. To, you know, the, the first one to see if you know how well we could write, write music together, and uh, it's it's now turned into a regular, you know, almost like once every month or two kind of thing where we go away and uh, find some little small cabin, um, you know, somewhere around Washington State, typically, and we go away for the weekend and just focus on on songwriting. Yeah, it really does become sort of. The, the little oasis in the rest of our life where we can focus exclusively on music. We usually, we're not very public usually about where we're going and how long we'll be gone. We just sort of closet ourselves away and see what kind of music comes out of it. Oh, very interesting. Um, now, what is, uh, what are you guys, uh, what are your sort of goals? I mean, where are you guys going in terms of the future with, uh, with, with, uh, March to May, uh, because this is a really unique sounding act. The music is very haunting, very, very beautiful. I mean, where do you guys see yourselves fitting into the the uh, ever-changing musical landscape that we have here? Um, I'm very generally, I, I think we definitely see ourselves continuing to grow our music and continuing to tour and build our audience in that way. But I think beyond that, we also we're, we have an active interest in working with other collaborators both across dance and film and really seeing what interesting ways of sort of showcasing the music and, and partnering with other people can emerge. Um, I think film is definitely a, a avenue that we'd like to pursue. Um, we are in the midst of pursuing some pretty interesting collaborations with dancers and choreography, which is incredibly exciting. I, I had no idea how, how exciting it was going to be. So moving in those directions as well. Do you want to add anything to that, Darren? Um, no, I, I think that, that's just really <laughs> I mean, you know, our, our eventual goal is like world domination. <laughs> <laughs> I, we want to be the baddest band in the world. All right, cool. <laughs> is there a, before we wrap up, is there anything you guys want to add, anything you want to plug, anything you want to talk about before we roll out of here? Um, I would say one thing, you know, is that we always encourage folks to follow us on social media. You know, Facebook and Instagram are the our two most active accounts that we're using. Um, it's just at March to May for Instagram, and Facebook is Facebook you know dot com backslash March to May bands. And uh, you know, we love you know corresponding with folks and uh, you know kind of hearing from people and you know it, you know feedback we get from people whether it's online or at a at a live show is always you know really inspiring to us. Yeah, there's also a lot of nature photography on that Instagram account. If you're a fan of the Pacific Northwest. Uh, you will, you will like it. Well, okay, that sounds fantastic. And I was just going to say, I probably would think that your Instagram account would be really amazing with, uh, uh, with the photography and everything that you guys are already doing. So definitely check that out, guys. All right, thanks, uh, Beth and Darren, so much for sp- taking some time out of your day. Have a, you guys are playing a show today? We are. Okay, well, good luck at your show. Rock hard. <laughs> Thank you. All right, you guys have a great day. Go ahead. Go ahead. Thank you. All right. You guys have a great day. Thanks so much. March to May, and we will talk to you guys soon. Thanks, Liz. Sure. Step into the world of power 
loyalty and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.